2: hello and welcome to the abroad japan podcast probably the best way of learning about life in japan without actually being in japan i'm your host chris broad and we're joined as always by top london radio dj and certified japanophile mr pete
1: donaldson pete how are you doing i'm good chris i'm obsessed with the japanese hair wall apparently right what is hair wall yeah exactly uh, a wall is d- spelled w h o r l apparently in japan um school kids um hit each other's walls which is basically the um the kind of you know the concentric circles you get on a hair on, on the back of your head you know sometimes people's oh, hair kind of yeah like kind of hair people's hair kind of um rolls in on itself uh, at the back, yeah. near the peak. Um, yeah, apparently right. that is uh, apparently that's really sacred in Japan, and you shouldn't touch another person's wall. So I am spending a lot of my time at the moment <laughs> googling the word wall because I'm enjoying it's <laughs> it, the, the way it comes out my mouth. Wall. Um, How did you even hear about this? I think it was a piece I've, I've, on I've, I've uh, a video game site. It. Weirdly. <laughs>
3: Very oh, no. strange. Wool. 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 I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, hall It's my
2: word of the day, wool. <laughs> sounds like wool, but it's spelt wool. Yeah. Easy. Anyway, moving on from wool. <laughs> yeah. I thought this, this podcast is going to descend into another tongue-twisting session like last week when we yeah. couldn't say female sushi chef female three times sushi a row. Chef, female, female sushi chef, chef. Female sushi chef. Female sushi chef. Three male... Frac- ah, ah damn it. nuts. It sort of descended into three male... Three <laughs> male... I don't know what I'm saying. Three male sushi chef. Anyway... <laughs> let's dive into this week's topic. So back at the start of this year, I made a video, which you may have all seen. It's quite—it's it's actually gone on to become my number one video now. It's called 12 Things Not to Do in Japan. It's quite mm. an ominous sounding title. If you've seen the video on YouTube, it's got an ominous thumbnail as well of me looking kind of scared and
1: angry into the camera whilst eating out of a bowl. Um, have you seen it, Pete? I have seen it, and indeed, even though I have seen it, YouTube seems to insist on suggesting it that I watch it again, and again and again, every time I go on (laughs) YouTube.com.
2: I think that's why it's got so many views, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But I I made made that video back in January or February, about one week before Logan Paul rocked up and ruined everyone's day, and did pretty much all of the 12 things not to do... uh, (laughs) there and then, uh, it, on his trip to Japan, he did all sorts, things that I couldn't even imagine, like throwing a Pokemon ball at a police officer, or breaking into like a lorry while the lorry driver was driving down the street, uh, things that, yeah, off the chart bonkers, but I thought today I'd readdress them, because a lot of people in the comments section of that video uh, have brought up various points, lots of people disagree, uh, and I thought I would talk through them with you, Pete, and with the listeners, and uh, just kind of give my views behind the scenes on them. Because mm. I sort of raced through it very quickly in the video. And I thought it'd be quite cool to sort of delve into them a bit more, in a bit more detail, with a bit more insights. Um, what do you think about
1: that, Pete? Sounds good to me. Sounds like a podcast, Chris, more importantly.
2: Sounds like a podcast. And also, <laughs> a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't even watch my videos. What? Or, like, haven't discovered the videos. It's weird. I've had uh, people who have said... Wow, I've just found your. I've been listening to your podcast, and I've just discovered you're a YouTuber, <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: which I, is oh, mad, isn't it? It's great. mad.
2: It, I'm <laughs> delighted. I'm delighted by that. Even with million <laughs> subscribers on YouTube, the podcast, people are still finding it through the podcast. No so one, no one ever, exciting. no
1: one ever finds my radio show that way. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Poor old Pete. We'll plug it now. Mm. Go and listen to Absolute Radio with Pete Donaldson. Don't don't bother. I'm not very good. It's all right. right. He's he's good.
2: Um, I I used to listen to it all the time, actually, when I was at university. I think I told you that, though. I used to have it it on in the background in the kitchen. Yeah. On a little digital radio. (laughs) Quite weird meeting you in real life, having heard your voice for...
1: Like two years. Well, I'm looking at actually the studio we first met in. I'm um, looking at it right now. It's getting uh, demolished, so the site of our first meeting. Um, I'll have to get a blue plaque. Oh put no! Up. They've uh, they've demolished it. They're <laughs> changing it into uh, where a history for was Kiss. made. Yeah. Well, where history was made, now history will be made there because Kiss have got it. A urban music oh, station no. in London.
2: Ten. I've, I've narrowed the list down to ten things not to do in Japan. Okay. Uh, just because I felt like some of the points in the video weren't necessary or interesting um hopefully after you've listened to this i i mean i think most of the points on this list even if you do do them it's not gonna cause you many problems um and that's the important thing i think a lot of people took my video really seriously and you'll see what i mean as we make our way through the list and starting with number one number one thing not to do in japan don't eat and drink whilst walking down the street <laughs> which is something we love to do yeah pretty much every day in the west um But in Japan, it's just not really done. There is no rule against it. Definitely, there's no rule against it. But you just find people don't do it. It's just a part of the etiquette. It's just Mm. a custom. People don't like doing it. People like to enjoy their food and sit down to eat it. Often, when you see people go into a convenience store to buy food or drink, they will consume it out the front of the convenience store or next to the vending machine if they Mm. buy a drink from the vending machine. Um, Often, if you do do it, you'll find a few people will look at you, give you... The kind of look of disapproval as I like to call it they'll sort of look at you as if you're doing something wrong but no one will ever say anything and nothing bad will come of it either but if you do want to fit in if you do want to play by the etiquette rules uh, it is one to to bear in mind that people do not walk down the street down the sidewalk eating or drinking at the same time yeah which I mean I'm sure you love to do Pete I mean, with like your coolish ice cream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, I think um, all better off with uh, ice cream. I mean, that's a walkable food. Uh, but I think everything else. Who really wants to walk down the street while they're eating? Anyway, it's not great for the digestion. Anyway, um, and I know Japan's uh, very into the ceremony of of eating and and the different things you should and shouldn't do there. Um, so maybe that's. Uh, Maybe that's kind of why they're they're not that into people walking down the street eating. But, I mean, I don't necessarily know who would actually just walk down the street eating anyway. Drinking? Nah, I think that's a slightly different uh, side. Especially with just a bottle of water, maybe.
2: I do walk down the street quite a lot. Yeah. I go go down to family mart. I grab a yakitori, chicken on a skewer. Yeah. And then I walk back to my apartment and gobble it down. And I feel (laughs) delighted. So I, I break the rule myself, to be honest. But... Again, the reason I bring it up is if you want to fit in, that's something to bear in mind. The reason they don't do it, as I said, they like to respect the food. And also, people don't want to make a mess. Japan's very clean. The streets are formidably Mm. clean. And if you do eat something, there's a risk it will drop everywhere. Uh, So that's something to bear in mind. Number two, don't tip. Uh, This is one of the best things about Japan, in my opinion. You don't (laughs) need to tip. You don't need to... I mean, save a lot of money by not tipping. There are. if you do feel a bit guilty about it they do have a little dish that they bring out at the start of a meal typically. Um, it's kind of a kind of little dish of meat or noodles or something. It's usually a little kind of starter right. and you have to pay for that. And that is the equivalent of a tip in many ways. People ah. see it as a, a tip in some respects. It's kind of like a seating charge. But the main reason we don't have that tipping culture in Japan is because the service quality should always be good. This idea of Having service quality that's not good is just yeah. unheard of in Japan. People always have to give their best. The staff have to give 110%. Uh, so the idea that you work better if you get more money through tipping, it just seems kind of perverse and wrong, I think, when it comes to Japanese service quality.
1: Yeah, I mean, even like, I think I remember a time when tipping wasn't necessarily a big deal in um in england i'd say i mean i I would sort of it's very much an american thing and that's why their service um is usually pretty good uh in many ways uh yeah in 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 japan Mm -hmm. you're right that if you if you try and give them any extra money they will chase chase you down the street as the old uh, as the old story goes but um yeah it's it's i I think that is, is is decent but also um uh, it annoys me in England in particular, and especially we're kind of going cashless now. Uh, nobody has any cash on them, really. And we all spend money on... Uh, <laughs> and so the 10%, 12% gets um, added to the tip automatically, which is all a problem with. But the problem is the company uses those to bolster the wages of the staff rather than that being an extra on top of what they pay the staff anyway. So, like... the it shouldn't be the case where um yeah, companies absolutely. use that money to give to, to give them their bare minimum you know minimum wage kind of uh, fee for for working a shift um i find that very distasteful um so I'll, I'll i'll always try and do some cash if i can it's very sneaky isn't it oh it's it's dread it's it is very grotesque sneaky. especially in a, a time where again britain fetishizes food and that's we all got we all well we eat out more than we ever have in our history really because we're not known for our gastronomy um but mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a national disgrace that kind of behavior and it's only getting a worse than disgrace. it's it's disgusting <laughs> number
2: three don't talk on your phone or trains mm. don't I, I did i did i say that wrong I said it wrong don't Number talk three, on your phone don't, don't talk-, talk on your phone on trains <laughs> That's or public right, transport in general yeah uh, we talked about this a lot so I don't want to delve into it only thing is you can talk on f- your phone if you're on a bullet train Usually a little bit, there's a little compartment area you can go into yeah. outside the main carriage, but was, people still don't do it. It's seen as a massive no. This is one of the, mo- the more important etiquette tips on the list to obey, I would say. Yeah. Uh, if you do talk on your phone on your train, everyone will look at you. It'll be really awkward, and yeah, it won't look good. So I, I strongly advise not doing that. And I mean, it's good as well. I mean, in the UK, when I'm on the train, it drives me mad when someone's shouting down their phone at their husband or wife about some crappy, boring matter that I don't care about, mm. and it's, everyone in the carriage can hear it. Why didn't you put the bins out last night? Where's the butter? Where's the milk? Where <laughs> Where's it? the so butter? Like, oh,
1: shut up. Let be, me enjoy my train <laughs> ride. To be, to be honest, I think um, uh, any uh, person who doesn't live in Japan, using a phone anywhere in Japan, um, are going to be stuck with so many heavy roaming charges <laughs> when it comes to the actual phone calls themselves. Exactly. It's disgusting disgraceful you won't enjoy um the bill when you get home anyway so don't talk on trends just simply because it's really expensive uh number four don't plant your chopsticks vertically
2: into the rice that sounds very specific and it's specific for a reason um a lot i think a lot of people like to do that they like to just jam the chopsticks into the mm. into rice it's quite satisfying it's good stress relief <laughs> at the same time in japan it's a, a ritual for a funeral ritual uh uh, for rites of passage, for people who have passed away, you do it at funerals. So don't do it over your dinner because it might conjure up unpleasant feelings and thoughts with the ghosts. people around you. Unpleasant <laughs> yeah. ghosts. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I also, get passing it. things between chopsticks. Say if we go out for dinner, Pete, yeah. which we may do when you're over next month, and we go out for some kariage chicken, some nice fried chicken, and I pick it up off the plate, and then you come in with your chopsticks and you try and take it from my chopsticks. No! Don't do that because in Japan, when it's somebody's, when someone's been cremated, they sift through the bones using chopsticks and pass it from each ch- chopstick to another, from each person to another. Uh, so again, unpleasant yeah. imagery. Don't do that; might ruin your dinner.
1: I think um, I think you're overestimating my chopstick dexterity. Um, I, I would am. definitely drop that immediately <laughs> onto my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I can't remember if you are good at chopsticks. Uh, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. I've had the classic "you're quite good at chopsticks" um, chat, uh, after right. which after which I couldn't use the chopsticks because I'd been told. <laughs> yeah, I that's the was worst thing. When, <laughs> the
2: As we mentioned, people always compliment you in Japan in your chopstick skills, and exactly it's all going well until they go, "Oh, well, oh, how's your daughter this year?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I'm great at chopsticks." Then you drop everything, and the fl- chopsticks flop out your hand. You look like an <laughs> idiot. Uh, it's like a curse. A annoying. Um, Number five, don't treat business cards like a piece of paper with writing on Mm. because they are an extension, a physical extension of the person themselves. Do you carry any physical extensions, Pete? Do you have any How business cards you? on you? <laughs>
1: it sounds like a, a male <laughs> sex toy again that like we were talking about a few weeks ago. Oh, um, no, my physical extensions. Family-friendly podcast. Come on. Um, yeah, um, no, I don't, and I, maybe I should because uh, I think last time I went to Japan, um, I went to an indie games um, kind of, not expo, it was basically just a lot of indie developers were, were all getting together in uh, Kyoto, I think it was, and they were having a drink, mm. and there was a dog. There was a dog, Chris, it was brilliant. Mm. There was an Um and uh, yeah, and I I was given about fifty different business cards, like mainly from uh, non non um, Japanese people as well, um, and he, they sort of made the point that they don't care if you don't, you know, if you you don't collect it with both hands, give it a good old look, and then you know carefully put it into your wallet. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it, I tell you what, it's a great. Um, it's a great uh, way to remem- remember uh, people's names and stuff. I think business oh, cards yeah, should definitely. come back here. I was I was at a uh, I was at a do I was DJing a party a few weeks ago, and this girl who worked for Sega, mm. obviously a Japanese uh, concern, um, who's back and forth with Sega's IP like um, Yakuza. They also do a bit of football manager as yeah, well. Yeah. She gave me her card, and I was thinking, oh, people don't really give cards. I was thinking because she does a lot of work with the Japanese.
2: Uh, interesting. You. Yeah, I mean, it is good to remember names. Um, But, I mean, I've got a pile of about 1,500 in a cupboard now that I've collected (laughs) over the last two years, especially if you go to a networking event. Things get out of hand very quickly. (laughs) Um, But do watch a video on YouTube. If you are learning, if you you come to Japan on business and you're passing around business cards, there is a set way of doing it. You kind of hold it out with two hands with the text facing the person you're Mm. giving it to. And you sort of say, which means like, have favour upon me, I guess is the easiest way to translate it. Yeah, um, But there is a set way to doing that. And when you take the, the business card from someone, study it, like you've just been handed something incredible, like a, an artefact out of Indiana Jones, the Cup of Christ or something, and study it meticulously and be like, wow, oh yeah, you're the CEO of Fukushima Industries or something, I don't know. And then kind of slip it into your business card holder while they're not looking. And you will win. Number six, don't blow your nose in public. Now, I put this one on the list, even though I don't think it's that serious. Uh, the business card one is serious. Do that. But blowing your nose in public, you don't see that many people do it. Typically, people do it in the kind of in the washroom. Mm. I remember when I used to do it, blow my nose at my school, I'd often just hide in the broom cupboard if I was doing it noisily. Or maybe it's just a nice custom to have in, in the world in general. Um, but yeah that's another one but it's it's no big deal you know it's just something to bear in mind if you yeah. do blow your nose in public like on a train or a bus or in a work environment people might look at you or stare at you a little bit the it's Japanese are um, not to.
1: the Japanese are sniffers rather than um, blowers aren't they
2: <laughs> it's true yeah they are they they sniff <sighs> quite heavily quite a lot <laughs> yeah. and that can feel wrong as well like they can do that a bit too much <laughs> for my liking in the same way they slurp noodles right yeah Slurping needles is fine So is sniffing noisily uh, Sometimes to an unpleasant (laughs) degree Um, Number seven Don't get physical Don't get physical Physical contact in Japan I I nearly started singing that But then I hate that song I remembered So I did (laughs) it It's particularly Um, awful I hate it Um, uh, You you throw me off now I've got bloody Olivia Newton John stuck in my head Physical (laughs) The worst song of the 1980s Um, But yeah, physical contact is not a thing. Hugging. I remember the first time I hugged someone, a Japanese girl at a party. She felt really awkward and uncomfortable. And then she (laughs) became my girlfriend. um, Ah. Because she thought I was really interested in her. She thought, oh, he must really like me. When I was just being... Nice, you right.: tricked. You are tricked after a hugging. I mean, was <laughs> 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 it was a trick hug. <laughs> <laughs> the trug. Of, <laughs> I just said trug. trug. The trug of deception. <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd yeah. be a great indie band name. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a thing. So handshake, shaky hands is all right. Yeah, but, uh, right. yeah. It's hugging. Avoid that.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
3: That's Stamps.com. Code program. Fucking cover.
2: Wow. Number eight. I've I've still got the word trug stuck in my head and the soundtrack to physical. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) What have you done? What have we started here? (laughs) Number eight, don't go across the road on a red light or a red man. Mm. And this is a big thing. This is a really interesting one. I've stood in the middle of nowhere in a countryside in a a field at a a crossing and there's no cars coming, no visible traffic at all for seemingly kilometres. And people standing there will still kind of wait until the light goes green. Um, they're very obedient about that in Japan, and that that kind of shows you. I mean, when you see it in everyday life, people waiting to cross a very tiny road, even the small, <laughs> a small narrow road near where I live. Uh, if it's red, people just won't cross it, even though it's mm. like two, like two footsteps to cross this narrow road. People just won't do it, and that gives you a sense of scale when it comes to discipline in Japan and how people really do obey the rules, especially compared to the UK where we dash across the street. To our heart's desire. You
1: know? <laughs> that I mean, is mad. Like it, it is mad. I mean, to be honest, you see that kind of in America. Like jaywalking just isn't the thing in certain states. But um, I don't think it's necessarily enforced that much. But in Japan, if you if, if you're anywhere near a policeman, he will tell you off for uh, walking over the road when the light isn't um, red. Exactly. It's, uh, that's it's why, an interesting thing. That's
2: why I like to ram it home for a lot of foreigners because it's it's one thing you could get called out on quite easily. because yeah. you will look like the anomaly. 'Cause most people don't do it, nobody does it. When you're the one person crossing a street. And I remember I did it actually on my first I think I did it on my second day in Japan. I crossed this street, I crossed this massive like three lane road. Uh it was kind of green, but it was going red, it was a bit yeah. awkward, I shouldn't have crossed, and I ended up on this little island in the middle of a four lane road <laughs> with like two hundred people staring at me. It was in Shinjuku in the really built up area. And everyone was looking at me standing on this little island in between the lanes on my own. Like a crazy person. Where I'd been stupid enough to cross. (laughs) Yeah. And it didn't look good. So don't be that foreigner (laughs) who gets caught out for it. It'll just make you look like a muppet. Uh, Number nine, don't be overly direct with your opinions and thoughts. Mm. Uh, That might be a tough one for you, Pete. How
1: dare you? I am am (laughs) feather light when it comes to my opinions um i think to I be honest I, th- I think in, in in life um if you don't know a person giving a really strong opinion one or the other is uh is rather gauche anyway to be honest you've always got to be thinking about other people's um feelings where, in whatever um walk of life you, you're in but I, I think you're also talking about the fact that um you know you could know these people for years and also people are, are quite roundabout with their uh ideas and opinions they don't necessarily say what they mean or think
2: well th- The most interesting thing is seeing it play out in kind of collectivist groupthink scenarios. I remember Mm. uh, when I was a teacher, all the English teachers went into a little room for a kind of meeting for one hour. I can't remember what it was about, but we were all sitting there, about 10 or 11 of us. And one person would say something and then the room would go silent. And then someone else would say something like a minute. There'd be up to 30 seconds of complete silence with 10 (laughs) people sitting there. And it just felt really odd and off-key. But what I found out they were doing was they were kind of gradually all edging towards a consensus, consensus rather right, than yeah. saying, oh, I think it's this, and then someone going, no, I think it's this. Everyone was being very wary and edgy <laughs> and wanting to see what the general feeling was.
1: Right, okay, and then yeah. As People it got became a bit more, more clear every what the time. opinion was,
2: yeah, it kind of sped up and then... Uh, everybody finally agreed on one thing. So that was quite interesting. But, uh, yeah, people, I find people often use the word maybe quite a lot. Maybe in every sentence. Like I give the example in the 12 things not to do video. Mm. One of my teachers, he over, he used the word maybe in every single sentence to the point it got ridiculous. I said, do you have any animals? And he said, oh, I, maybe my cat is dead. And I was like, maybe. What's going on there? <laughs> It's not Schrodinger's cat, is no. it? it? Like, is it alive? Is it dead? And I didn't want to push on any further. I didn't want to find out if the poor cat had met its demise. I just sort of left it. But he said <laughs> it in a kind off. of happy voice as well, which really threw me off. Maybe my cat is dead. <laughs> like, I have not seen him for a little while. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, so opinions, just be careful. If you're going to be direct with your opinions, especially if you're working in a Japanese, if you're working in office or working somewhere in Japan... Uh, just be careful on your opinions, because you will get ostracised. People might take a dislike to you, mm. and it could ruin your opportunities in the workplace rather quickly. As you become that gossipy foreigner. Of course, <laughs> if you're drunk, if you go to a work party, that all changes completely. Everyone's very open with their opinions, so you can say whatever you like there. I used to have, I used to be like a, as I mentioned before, people would come and confess to me all their thoughts, opinions after they had like two beers because it's a massive part of Japanese culture that you can open up to your boss, to your employees, to your colleagues uh, when you go for a drink. And that is Mm. the one time you can really do it and not hold back. So bear that in mind. And number 10, of course, probably the rule that everybody knows, uh, don't wear shoes indoors. Now, there are lots of places you can wear them indoors. It's pretty clear when to take them off because you'll see as you go into a restaurant... Or a public building, you'll see there's a step, and then you'll see there's lots of lockers or places to store shoes. Um, but it can go horribly wrong. That's th- that's something you will really get called out for if you come in wearing your shoes. Mm. Uh, the staff will just shout at you and be like, "No, no, your shoes!" Uh, and it'll be really awkward and uncomfortable. So just be wary of when to take shoes off. Um, just and it's it's fairly obvious, but yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll get shouted at, and your holiday will be ruined. And you'll cry. <laughs> I've got a bonus one though. Okay, right. I feel right. like uh, I feel like I need a little bonus one. Yeah, that, people. That, that wasn't on the video. I've Seen the video already? Yeah, and are listening to this. Uh, the bonus one is: don't get offended by the word "gaijin." I find a lot of foreigners get automatically offended by the word "gaijin," mm. which literally means foreigner or outsider, yeah. outside person. Uh, a lot of people seem to think it's some sort of racist word. Uh, I suppose it could be if it was used in a derogative term, like if someone went. F- fucking foreigners or something like that but <laughs> for the most part it's just used to say oh he's he's not a japanese person yeah because I, I mean i mean th- i yeah, think
1: no, again knowing what like guy gin, like gin uh, is a guy just a guy just means outside and gin gin means yeah person, it means doesn't it? yeah so like that's, uh, that's so correct. if you're if you're american it's uh, america this i am an american person or if you're english is a good this um yeah, and that's right. or if you're Scottish which um it came up quite quickly that I realized I was telling everyone that we were the, the, it's the confusing thing is I think Britain is still a isn't it like the whole of yes. Britain so like you, yeah, so, there's no delineation it. between. Um, so if you want to say, I don't know what Welsh is, but because uh, I've been out with Welsh people and Scottish people, but Scotland is uh, it's just Scotterando, Scotterando gente. <laughs> well, really Wales like. is, Wales, yeah. is it Wales, Wales. Is it Wales? Okay. Yeah. Ireland right.
2: is uh, I- Irando. Irando. <laughs> Obviously, not part of. You just no. got, although I guess a lot of people probably wouldn't know that in Japan. No, exactly. I, I remember I I used to work with a really cool guy from Ireland, and uh, people used to always go, "Oh, very cold, Icelandor," and he'd be like, uh, "Yeah," uh, no. and they always thought yes. he was from Iceland. They always got mixed up between
1: or <laughs> and uh, Iceland. <laughs> but Iceland. It, I, mean, it I think so I think when I, think when th- I think when things like that happen, you realize how petty. Um, uh, national pride <laughs> is, and because in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, no one bloody knows. You know, Donald Trump on the television sort of go. I mean, he's particularly stupid, but he's going on on the television, going, "Oh, they used to call it Great Britain, and now they don't." <laughs> the united <laughs> kingdom and I he has got matter, not a yeah. clue where the united kingdom starts the great britain ends the british isles are uh, where Wales is what scotland is it's just well he probably knows where scotland is because uh, all of his golf courses are there but it's so funny that uh, you know we've got this sort of big idea about uh have got this big idea about national identity certainly in europe um mm. but in reality um americans just say i'm going to europe europe I mean, it's. I mean, they mm. they should regard it as being small and very easy to get around because it is relatively small and pretty easy to get around.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Europe is smaller than the US, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Land landmass size. Yeah. God, it's oh, crazy wow. to get my head around that. <laughs> like, I, that's why I'm not. I'm not surprised that a lot of Americans have that reputation for not being good at geography. I don't know if it's it's actually true or not, or if it's something that's been exaggerated, but. Yeah, I can't blame them. It's a bloody big country. America's huge. Yeah. suppose, why does it matter knowing where <laughs> things are when you live in a country that size? But, I mean, yeah, don't get offended by the word gaijin. And if you're from Ireland, don't be too surprised if people say, wow, Iceland must be good. <laughs> uh, and you'll be fine. So bear those things in mind. Uh, and, of course, if you don't obey them or if you don't do those things, nothing really bad will happen. The mm. only one I can think of is crossing the light on a red... You could get caught out for that and it could be problematic. And, of course, shoes. Don't get screamed at for wearing shoes. Other than that, there you go. That's all you really need to know. Those are the main big rules. Obey them all and you'll fit in wonderfully. We've got time for just one question here. Uh, which actually ties in quite nicely. It's from Alan Smith. He says, Hi, Chris and Pete. My wife bought me the Sake' t shirt recently. Yes, well done. <laughs> uh, which I was planning to take to Japan. Yeah, buy the merchandise. My question for you is how will the Sake' t shirt be received by Japanese people? What is their stance in general on swearing? And will they even notice or under- understand the t shirt? I wouldn't want to offend any Japanese people. Alan Smith. Alan, don't you worry. I wear it all the time. I wouldn't wear it to a formal event. I do wear it out when I go to like a bar or a restaurant. And mm. I think people don't mind. I don't think people even really notice the word fuck. They kind of just comment on how it looks like a sake bottle because the design of the shirt looks kind of like a sake bottle. Mm. And they think it looks cool. And it's got kanji on it. And people often just say, oh, kakui Oh, it's cool. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. The <laughs> Born Japan merchandise range. Um, but that's all for now, folks. <laughs> do go and buy the merchandise. It's at Redbubble dot com forward slash abroad in Japan. I think is that is that it, Pete? Yeah,
1: that's that's, that that sounds about right. I mean, I'm not your merchandise sounds man, right. but I mean that that sounds about right. Redbubble are a big company that seem to do your merchandise, so probably a good but place do you to start. Have. Any abroad in Japan merchandise yourself, Pete? Do I have any product? I was thinking about this actually because I bought a I bought a t shirt for a, a podcast that uh, for a couple of mates that, that they do a podcast. Um, I don't think I've right. actually bought an abroad in Japan t shirt, which is dreadful news. You disgust. I mate. will have to. Pick You're one. supposed
2: to be the front runner of the <laughs> abroad in Japan brand, and you don't even have the merchandise. I know. And it, if, uh, look, look I'm
1: out. I am I, on Patreon. You get your couple of quid. <laughs> I'll get you like one one little Stop can it. of coffee every month. <laughs> Maybe
2: I will give you a free for fuck sake t shirt. Don't when you come to Japan. Don't feel like you have put to put it in a video <laughs> <and> promote a <laughs> merchandise we'll right. range at the same time. It's bla- black, that. though. It's
1: very hot in Japan. What if the sun gets me? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it'll be October. Yeah,
2: we, right. can, we can handle it. Lovely old job. Um,
1: that's all for now, folks. Hey. <laughs> Send in your questions
2: to abroad Japan, podcast at gmail.com. Please do rate us on the iTunes store if you listen on iTunes. And that's all for now. We'll be back at the same time as always next Wednesday. Uh, but for now, have yourself a great week. Have yourself a great week, no matter where you might be out there in the great big wide world. Have a good one. Fare thee well. Bye, everyone. Bye. Dave. Bye.
1: Have a good one, guys. Merchant Bye the much. Hey.